welcome to the IMDb Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one film a fortnight from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do a wide variety of other things, including Pod v Pod, where we ask questions, get answers, do drafts, play other games. What else do we do? We do drafts. Did you already say that? Did I? Did I say drafts? You might have said it. We do lots. We try to do as much as we can. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Hendo. Hendo, how you going today, my friend? Very well, fella. Very well. Better intro than last time for yourself? Was it? Yeah, it was a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been practicing at home. <laughs> Have you? No. You'd be rough if you had. <laughs> Jeez, I hate to see the outtakes. <laughs> no, I'm doing all right, mate. I uh, had a decent week. Uh, went out to dinner with the uh, work colleagues a um, little while ago for some nice, lovely dinner. What'd you have? Chicken? No, I had a big steak, big ribeye. Nice. Yeah, it was good times. I've got to work dinner in a couple of nights as well, so by a couple of nights, I mean tomorrow night, I better not forget. (laughs) Um, So that'll be fun, free food, free drink. Awesome. Good times. Excellent. All right, Hendo, what else are we doing? Well, do I need to say? You put it so eloquently before. No, I'll I'll tell you again. No, this week- Telling jokes, obviously. This week for our Pod V Pod 19, we got a rematch this week, Dean. We've got Sam and Stacey from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. They're back. Ah, how I love Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. One of the few podcasts I will listen to every episode. Dean is uh he's he's looking for some revenge here. He's looking for some revenge. I can see I can see he's he's his blood's <laughs> boiling. He's like, oh I need to get this well, revenge. Our our friend Sam, he uh he trounced me in our epic pod v pod v pod v pod in the final two. So I ended up running up and- Never let go. It's, it's traumatized me. <laughs> Haunts well, me at night. <laughs> well, hopefully we can make up for that. Well, you got me now this time, mate. <laughs> How blessed I am to have you. Thank you so much, my saviour. <laughs> now, of course, after that, we have our question of the week, which is, what is your favorite film of 1975, which is also our top five, as usual. We're going to look at the results of the grand final in our <laughs> best 1960s film tournament. And then after all that, we're going to be talking about what else we've been watching for the last fortnight, which uh, I think you've, got, what, you've watched a little bit more than the last time, haven't you? Was the last time the one I'd watched two? <laughs> If so, then yes, I've definitely watched more than two. Might have been. Yeah. But I've also watched a bit more than two. Of course, I've got the movie watching challenge. So let's go take a look at those updated numbers. It's a race. It's a race. I'm winning. I'm winning. And I guess I'm happy to say that Paul's numbers have been updated now, finally. Are they up to date? The bad news is I am at 217 and he is at 246. Wow. Yeah, he's putting in the mileage. So well done, mate. I'm happy that you got the numbers back up. But uh, it's disappointing to look at it, I'll say. <laughs> but I've, I've got a bit of work to do, mate. Yes, you do. Yeah. So I'll get on to that right now. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> the jokes are coming high today. Wow. They're terrible. Now, Dean, we're about to get into our Pod V Pod with Sam and Stacey. And just a little warning, I guess. There was oh, some, it's a warning. Yeah. There were some audio issues on our on our side. Sam and Stacey's are all good. It's perfect. We just had some, I don't know, minor technical issues. It's not awful. It just, it just sounds a little bit echoey. It should still be fine, but just to give you that little update before you go in and go, oh, what the hell's going on there? Is there something wrong with my you know, listening device? No, it was us. <laughs> Mainly Hendo, though. <laughs> All right, then we're going to go into a couple of ad breaks here. One, of course, for the Epic Film Guys and their live stream for The Cure, which we are going to be part of. It is going between the 17th and 19th of May for 40 hours of live stream awesome content. And we're going to be on midnight Eastern Standard Time for you Americans out there, 2 p.m. for us on the uh, 19th. 
Prime time, baby. Yeah, that's going to be good fun. <laughs> and we've got a little special something going. We're going to be having a little mini pod v pod of Nick versus Dean. And uh, of course, I'll be a quiz master. <laughs> And we'll see who has. It's easy for you to sit back and just act like you know yeah, everything. And sit there and judge everyone. It's going to be good fun. So go ahead and Google Livestream for the Cure. Check them out on Twitter at Epic Film Guys at Livestream for the Cure. Get involved, donate, check it out, listen, do what you got to do, get involved. And with that being said, we'll come back on the other side with Pod V Pod 19. I'm Nick. I'm Justin. And I'm Brian. And we're the hosts of the Epic Film Guys podcast. With the Livestream for the Cure coming May 17th, we want to know what's, what's your, your story? story? The Livestream for the Cure is a charity event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute for a future free of all forms of cancer. It's also a celebration of those we've loved, those we've lost, and those who continue to fight. This event is so much bigger than just our little show. It's about all of us and how we've been affected by cancer. Throughout the 40-hour Livestream for the Cure, we'll be sharing your photos and stories so we can honor who we're fighting for please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com slash what's your story and learn how you can share your story with us. Together, we can make a difference. Every week on Real Spoilers, what we do is we take that week's big release on the weeks that we guess right, <laughs> and we spoil it for you. So if you saw a movie and you want to talk about it with your friends, but maybe maybe you don't have any friends, we can be your friends in podcast form. We'll talk about the movie in rich, vibrant detail, and it's kind of like a book club for movies. Yeah, we're so, just a bunch of movie nerds. Yeah, and you know? so it's just a long-form conversation about the movie, going through its plot, talking about what worked, and uh, a lot of times what didn't, and making fun of it when it doesn't work. So that's what we do on Real Spoilers. It's like a book club for movies, only with less Oprah, which is good. <laughs> it's, I mean, Unless you like Oprah. And if you do like Oprah, God love you, but you won't <laughs> like what we're doing. No, you I'll will. tell you that right you now. You can start a letter-writing campaign, get Oprah on the show, though. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We'll take her. I mean, not take her, but we'll... <laughs> Don't forget that we are available on iTunes. You can go there and uh, subscribe and rate and review us, and we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, that uh, means the world to us, especially since you're not paying us to listen to this anyway. <laughs> the least you could do is stroke our ego by leaving a review or saying Ooh, something nice. nice. You know. And if you like the show, feel free to share it on uh, your Facebook, social media, Twitter, verse, thing, stuff. There. <laughs> All right, it's time for Pod V Pod 19, where we have some of your favorite podcasters on for a battle of different movie games. And this week, Dean, we've got a full rematch this week. We do. This yes. is something special. Back from his uh, his recent win on our Pod V Pod V Pod V Pod, Sam from the Movie <laughs> Reviews and 20 Qs, and he's back with his lovely wife, Stacey. You guys, welcome back to the show. Welcome. Oh, thanks, guys. So glad to be back to hopefully lay down some awesome trivia knowledge again. Yeah, thank you. I'm super excited to be included here. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dean's still a bit uh, red raw from his uh, his loss. Yeah, oh. hopefully with you in it now, there's going to be a bit more of a challenge for me. But yeah, I'm really looking forward <laughs> <Hey>. to it. <laughs> I did okay. <laughs> yeah, you and also ran. Yeah. I must say, Sam, I, I'm pretty sure that Dean's gone back and watched The Karate Kid like eight times now. So he knows, he absolutely knows what color that house is. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. For anyone who doesn't know what your show is or what it's about, why don't you give him a quick rundown? 
Yes, the Movie Reviews and 20 Qs is the hottest podcast that comes out of our house, and it involves uh, us reviewing a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. So we basically take a film, we throw 10 questions at it that could be applied to any film, and then usually there's three of us, and we do three personal questions each about the film, and then finish with one that we throw out there to the listeners to answer, and then we sort of offer our answers as well, and pretty much sums it up these days. It certainly does, and we try to have a lot of fun as we go. Yeah, we don't take ourselves too seriously, and you can definitely hear that in the recording. <laughs> yep. No, I remember uh, my guest spot on Casino Royale. That was a, an absolute blast I had there. And who knows, you might hear our lovely voices in the future as well. Oh, you definitely will. <laughs> 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 All right, you two, if you're ready to go, we can get into it. We are absolutely ready. All right, let's start off with our standard movie quiz. Pub quiz, asshole. Five questions, one point per correct guess. Uh, we'll ask the first question. Who wants to go? Who wants to take the first answer? I will. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> All right, Stacey, your first question is in the category of Disney. In The Lion King, what is Simba's mother's name? <laughs> we were going to rewatch oh, this the other day. No. <laughs> I haven't actually seen this entire movie. <laughs> What? Oh, well, at all. Oh, How? <laughs> I don't are you just, know. Are you, were you just waiting for the uh, live action remake, were you? What? Yeah, yeah. All these years I've been waiting. Shoot. <laughs> if people were wondering how well, how I'd managed to do so well on the quiz, this is the reason why. This is the great leveller, the great equaliser right here. Yeah, because I, I wasn't there. <laughs> well, why we didn't win last time, here we go. Shoot, his mother's name. Oh, I only know a few names. There's Simba, Mustafa... Um, someone else. That's all I know, actually. Did I you don't say even Mustafa? know any of the other names. Oh shit! Ariel, <laughs> Cinderella. Um. Oh shoot! I'm just gonna have to pass because I can't even guess what it might be. <laughs> Sam, do you know? No, I don't actually. I'm taking the piss out of her. I don't know either. <laughs> it's actually Sarabi. Ooh. I will never I only remember that, that from uh, Sky screaming it. Yeah. Sarabi! Sarabi! <laughs> okay, I'll look out for that scene when we watch it. <laughs> I wish I should have rewatched it, eh? Oh. <laughs> well, we actually, that's two nights ago, we were, oh, so close. Anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take the first question here, guys. Okay, in the category of film release dates, which film is the oldest? Con Air, Face Off, or The Rock? Face Off. Is the oldest? No, it is The Rock. It came out in 1996, whereas Con Air and Face Off came out in 97. Mm. I would have said Rock was the last. Okay. So close, though. That was a bit mean. Trust you guys to have a Nick Cage question. <laughs> oh, you wait, mate. You wait. <laughs> All right, Sam, you can take this one. Yep. All right, Sam, in the category of romance, in The Notebook. What is Ali doing when Noah sees her for the first time? Oh, is she going to the movies? No, they go to the movies to get. Oh, they go to the movies together. No, fuck. I I don't know. I pass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will have to take your first answer. (laughs) Go to the movies. I'm just going to go there. Go in the movies. No, that she's actually riding the bumper cars. Oh. oh, classic scene. So close. Classic scene. <laughs> That's a movie I've drunk out of my memory. I only remember them going to the movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Uh, oh shit! I haven't even been keeping score. What is it? One to one to nil. <laughs> it wasn't. Was it one to nil? No, no it's zero. Nil, 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 nil. Nil. All nil. Who are you giving a point I'm to? I'm giving myself too much credit here. <laughs> yeah, definitely zero around here. Eh? Yep. 
All right, Dean, make, right. make it one nil then. What do we got? Why are you looking at me? You're the one that's oh, about to read oh, it. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, in the category of leading ladies, what actress starred alongside Nicolas Cage in the 1980s romantic comedy Moonstruck? Is it Cher? Oh, oh yes, Congratulations. It is. Well done, man. Good stuff, mate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Getting points on the board there. <laughs> All right, Stacey, let's see if you can get a point on the board. In the category of blockbusters... In Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum repeats a line he uttered in Jurassic Park. What is that line? <laughs> I've seen Jurassic Park. That is a good start. Yes. <laughs> That's a good start. Um, holy. I honestly wouldn't have a clue. He has some awesome one-liners in Jurassic Park. He does. Um, that's as. not really helping. That's not the, that's not the question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Independence Day. What does he? What role does he even play? I don't know. Oh he plays goodness. Jeff Goldblum pretty much. Yeah. What, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. They're coming to get us. Oh, fuck, I don't know. You might be right there, actually. <laughs> uh, unfortunately not. Sam, I take it you don't know. Uh, is it life will find a way? No, it's uh. actually uh, must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, that makes sense. Oh God, this is not going well. <laughs> yeah, I want to be the first oh, team only, to get you're only one zero. Point down. You're only, <laughs> only one point down, and, I, and judging by my record so far today, you might keep it that way. What do you got for me? In the category of acting debuts, Nicolas Cage made his feature film debut in which <laughs> comedy from 1982? Hmm, I believe it is Peggy Sue got married. Man, it is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. <laughs> You know what's ridiculous? I actually just watched that yesterday, and I saw him briefly, in it, but I didn't know I didn't know when that whenabouts that was made. Oh no! Oh man, give yourself an uppercut. So close. <laughs> well, if I don't deal with. <laughs> All right, Sam. Let's see if you can uh, even the scores here. Oh, I hope so. All right, in the category of dramas, in the 2018 remake of A Star Is Born. Jackson Maine's limo driver and rehab therapist are played by two of Bradley Cooper's alias co-stars. Name one of the actors. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, a film I'm furiously refusing to watch. Alias co-stars. A TV show I've never watched as well. Uh, I know Sam Elliott's in it. That's my only guess. I know he plays his brother, but... Oh, fuck. What's that weird guy? Oh. I haven't seen it either. This is abysmal. Sorry, man. I've got nothing. I'm pretty sure that Billy and Topher are kicking and screaming and yelling at you right now. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> oh, never seen Sarah's Ball, never seen uh, Alias. Uh, yeah. All right. The correct answer I would have taken either Greg Grunberg or Ron Rifkin. Oh, Greg Grunberg. I love it. He's the most awesome guy in Hollywood with four G's in his name. How have I. Oh, I'm a failure. I'm a disappointment. <laughs> Oh, All right, fair enough. That breaks Dean, me. if you get if you get this right, if this is an outright win already. Oh, no, no pressure. We haven't had one of these in the uh, the first game in a while. <laughs> in the category of Oscar wins, Nicolas Cage starred in Gone in sixty seconds with two other Oscar winners. Who were they, and for what did they win? You only need to name one of them. Ooh, solid question. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, I. You guys notice a pattern here at all? <laughs> Just, I'm thinking I'm catching on something. <laughs> okay, uh, is it 
Angelina Jolie for Girl Interrupted. Oh, you're the man. Well we should have yeah. given yes. another one. I couldn't remember the movie. Yeah. yeah. What was the other one? The other one is Robert Duvall, whose agent should be fired for putting him in this movie, and he won the Oscar <laughs> for Tender Mercies. Oh, okay. We Glad were going to give enough. you that one, and we thought, no, nah, that's probably a little bit too hard. We'll we'll let you pick one of the one of the two. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, I'm uh, quite Damn. tired from carrying this team over here. No? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was bound to happen eventually. All right, you two. We won't we won't skip on the last question here because this this is a good one. Awesome. And it's a team one, of course. So Not like guys. the other questions. <laughs> 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 All right, this is a special category. Uh, it comes fresh out of our last Pod V Pods uh, question that uh, Jay and Ryan gave to us. It's called Fellowship of Avengers. Name the five actors or actresses who have appeared in both the MCU and the original Lord of the Ring trilogy. Uh, Hugo Weaving is definitely one of them. That is right. He has been Red Skull and Elrond. Holy shit. How bad am I doing right now? There's five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No. This is so bad. That's literally the only one I can think of. Oh, I know that. Oh, shit. What's he? he plays the fucking. Oh, the elf. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shit. This is amazing because Elijah Wood and none of the other guys have been in it. So Ian McKellen hasn't been in the MCU. So you're going through the Lord of the Rings people, not the MCU people. Oh, it's there's too many easier. MCU people. It's <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lee? No, he died before most of the MCU films got made. Shit. Oh, I feel bad. This is an abysmal failure. Have you got anything at all? Um, okay, so I'm just thinking Lord of the Rings. Uh, Miranda Otto? Has she been in? No. Um, David Wenham's been in like the Marvel TV series, and he was also in Lord of the Rings, but that doesn't count. Mm. That doesn't count, right? That does not. No, no, it doesn't. Mm. It's, just, it's just, oh, God damn it. I'm thinking of like, now I'm going through all of the in-game cast. This is like a national disgrace. We're supposed to know the Lord <laughs> where, of the Rings where movies. Where was this? For yeah. the pod v pod v pod v pod. <laughs> I know. I could have won that thing, Sam. <laughs> this is me with like a massive hangover, man. Um. <laughs> You're lucky I only had a little small hangover that time. What do you got? You got anything? Not really. Fuck. Liv Tyler's not in it. Oh, yes, no, yeah, Liv Tyler. She's been in um, Incredible Hulk and in Lord of the Rings. That's another one. That's two out of five. <laughs> We're slowly getting oh, there. That was painful. Yeah, 40% oh. to a point. <laughs> so painful. <laughs> i tell you what, I'll be super generous because you've already lost. I'll get, I'll <laughs> get you uh, four. How about three? Three out of five. Yeah, three would be great, mate. <laughs> Cheers, thanks. Oh... That's oh, thing, what's like, his name? Gollum. Andy Serkis. Oh, yeah, of course. Andy Serkis. He's been in both of the rings and he played Ulysses Claw in yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, and of course... Sam, Ma- I, think, Sam I, think, I think you need to take back the fact that uh, you know Stacey hasn't helped you in anything here because <laughs> yeah. she single-handedly won this point. <laughs> yeah, she has. <laughs> Does, but Martin Freeman doesn't count as well because he's been in like... He was in The Hobbit, so that doesn't count, right? Cause, yeah, no, nah, okay, he's not right. in that. Oh. Uh, the other two we had here was Kate Blanchett and Carl Urban. Kate oh, oh, Jesus. In a movie directed by a New Zealander as well. Oh, God yeah. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good to have it. Oh, can, we come, can we start this again when I've had like a couple of hours <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of myself right now. Thanks for being so Thank generous, you. guys. That was Not good. a problem. Uh, why don't we take our last one here? All right. Okay, in the character of character names, which of the following is not a role that has been played by Nicolas Cage? Memphis Reigns, 
Rick Santorno, Rayford Steele, Campbell Poe, or Yuri Orlov? Did you say Campbell Poe? Yeah, you've worked it out, haven't you? <laughs> That's the Conair character, and it's Cameron Poe. So there you go. Oh, I'll well say done. That one right there. Well done. You, you nailed it oh, off the bat. Oh, that was too easy for a <laughs> <I> final <know>. <laughs> question. <laughs> Best I could come up with on a three-hour drive home. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, very good. Well done, guys. So, well oh, done. That's probably uh, the largest margin we've won by in a, in the first round in like uh, six months, <laughs> maybe. Rub it in, him. Oh, <laughs> yes. I got it. I'm so you glad. Should be doing it they too. can We're still making, hear us. You should be doing it too. <laughs> So glad we're making this you is, feel This is your better. redemption. <laughs> my redemption. I'm happy with my performance, thank you. <laughs> All right. Now, very good, guys. We win this one on a three-to-one victory. Let's see how we go in the second game here, which is... Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? Where both teams have three actors or actresses and the other team have to guess what is their four known for movies on their IMDb page. Now, we asked you guys the questions the first round. You ask us this time, and Dean, you can go first. Okay, your one is John Wayne. Oh, come on. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're not fucking around I've, anymore. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a John Wayne movie. But do you know John Wayne films? Uh, is High Noon something? Is he in that? Yes, that is a legitimate guess. That you, that's, that's your answer? No, no, he's not. Okay, um, was he in some sort of... Magnificent Seven? No. Okay. What about <laughs> what about Shane? Was he the guy in Shane? <laughs> no. <laughs> Western's clearly not Dean's forte. Uh, okay, another Western I haven't seen. Uh, da, 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 da. John Wayne. John Wayne. He's Western. Uh, I'm actually drawing on another Western now. <laughs> Forget about John Wayne. <laughs> uh, John Wayne. Don't suppose he had a uh, an appearance in Once Upon a Time in the West, did he? No. Oh. Can I rattle off two? I think it's The Searchers and True Grit. Uh, True Grit is on there, correct? Yes. The other oh, three. One at least. Yeah, you've oh, well got done. one. Hero. Uh, the other three were the man who shot Liberty Valanche or Valance or whatever, uh, the Alamo and McClintock. Very close. To I you. mean, I was never getting any of them. <laughs> I must Wait, admit, you got True Grit. Yeah, we true take a grit, break yeah. so I can change the people we've got. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you now, the other two are, are reasonable. Yeah, the other two are pretty nice, I think. If you know obscure New Zealand exes, they're awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first out of you? Yeah, me. Fuck it. Now I know how Billy feels, by the way, but yeah, yeah I'm ready. <laughs> Sam, for you, we have Rachel McAdams. Uh, the Notebook? Correct. Mm, I'm just going to think out loud. I'm going to wonder if Doctor Strange would be one of your more popular ones. Uh, mean Girls? Correct. Um, Doctor Strange, probably not. Oh, we just watched it. No, don't give me hints, but we did just watch About Time recently. I always get her mixed up with Kate Bosworth as well, and I don't think she was in that Blue Crush movie, but there's movies like that. that... Um, oh, screw it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with Doctor Strange. No. Yeah, I knew it. Um, the Wedding Crashes? No. Ah, damn it. What were the other two? The other two were Red Eye. Oh, of course. And The Vow. The what? <laughs> the Vow, another, oh, I guess, rom-com. Nicholas Sparks film, Channing Tatum, yeah. all that soppy nonsense. Oh, so there's the many reasons why I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, very good though. You got two points up on us now. Thanks to Dean's zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take this one. All right. I'm going to hold the team up here. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Kristen Wig. Bridesmaids. Yes. Hmm. Ghostbusters. No. You'd think that, wouldn't you? But yeah. Man. man. I'm going to... Oh, this is... I'll take a curveball here. And I'll say Saturday Night Live. Yes. Correct. Well done. Knock that one out of the park. Nice. For a last one. What other random, like, Melissa McCarthy movie has she been in? Uh... Jeez. Not too familiar with the old Kristen Wiig here. There's this movie I'm thinking of. All I can remember is the poster with her and Bill Hader on it. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's got something to do with Skeleton. Yeah, uh, I'll take a punt at the Skeleton Twins. Yes, you nailed it. Yeah, well done. <laughs> hey, what? How did you get that? <laughs> well done. The uh, the last one was Ghostbusters. No. No. <laughs> no. No. no, no, it was Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, okay. No, never getting that one. No. no, I'm happy with three then. Yeah, yeah, good work, good work. Nice. Slightly better than my zero. <laughs> all right, Stacey, you're up. Yep. Stacey, you have uh, Killian Murphy. <laughs> I'm just looking at Sam going, do I know who this is? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're John Wayne. <laughs> you do know who How does it feel, Stacey? <laughs> Doesn't feel very good, does it? <laughs> um, am I? It's a guy, right? Jesus. We will, we will give you this hint that yes, it is a guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh, my God. Having a good time. Having a good... <laughs> okay, so I don't even know what genres, how old this person is. Anything. So what do I do? Just take a stab in the dark? Um, <laughs> I'd be curious what random four movies would be said. Yeah, same. Oh. Transformers 1. Transformers 2. <laughs> okay, so definitely not Transformers. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. Let's just go with... It's one of these people who's like in lots of movies and you've probably seen them before, but... Maybe they're not the lead role. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, let me just pick four movies. What? And if people were wondering why Stacey wasn't on the pod v pod v pod v pod. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is exactly why. Exactly. I don't know anything. Um, Tune in to our next pod v pod v pod <laughs> with uh, Tofa and Stacey and Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear it, eh? I'll just give it to one of those guys. I don't need to turn up for that humiliation. Um, uh, is he in like a superhero movie or something like that? Is that your final answer? You know what? Would I'm, you like to take all the superhero movies? <laughs> I know this could go on for quite some time if I have to think about this. Um, I'm just going to have to pass. Because I just literally have no clue who this person is. Fair enough. Watch the movie with a minute. He's in the dark. I know. <laughs> he plays the scarecrow. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but the scarecrow, that's like. Let's have a look. Yeah, you've got the cast list in front of you. That's the best part about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not cheating. I'm not looking at my <laughs> materials here. Anywho. 
all right, all right. So, Killian Murphy is known for 28 Days Later, Inception, Red Eye Again, and Sunshine. Mm. Yep. I've seen one of those movies. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And then you found $20. Wow. <laughs> I was in with a chance. Anyway. Well, that round uh, balanced everything out, so we're ahead three to your two. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, well, very happy. go Sam, go Sam. <laughs> we've got, we've given them too much of a softball for last one, so. But... Yeah, they, you guys are going to blitz this. Yeah. All right, let's do it. In honour of the fact that you guys are appearing on our upcoming episode of The Dark Knight, we have given you Heath Ledger. So we'll, we'll just have a little chat before we uh, yeah. lock anything in. So it has to be. I, well, obviously, I feel like it has to be the Dark Knight, but I don't know. I don't know. Sam's playing some mind games here. He's, he's lowballing. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know. Let's let's just keep it there for now. I think another obvious one. Is, Ten things I had about you. I was going to say Brokeback Mountain. Knight's Tale. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good one. Jeez, uh, that's that's a good four. In all honesty, what else is there? Uh, Monsters Ball. Yeah, he wasn't. So at least in the other ones, he's the main. The only one he's I not the main in Monster Ball. Idle hands, not no, uh, two hands. Two, two hands. hands yeah. yeah. But I don't think that's going to be on there. Or maybe that was his big breakout. Yeah, but it's, an, it's just an Australian film, really. I don't... Just an Australian film. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. How dare you? <laughs> it's my favourite Australian film. I absolutely love that mm. film. Yeah, it is a good film. So I, I, I don't want to. I don't think we should say that one. I don't think that's going to be there. I definitely think Dark Knight. I think the first four we said are probably the ones. Unless you want to trade out Monsters Ball for. No, I'm not trading in Monsters Ball. Okay. What else is there? I think there's more chance Two Hands is there than Monsters Ball. What about that Terry Gilliam film that he did? The no, he didn't. Dr. Parnassius one? No. What did he do after the, he did a nice the, tale? He did the Bob Dylan one. I'm, no, not, I'm there. not there. No, that's not going on there. He did Candy with... That's not on there. Abby Cornish? That's not on there. Was he in uh, Australian soap, like Neighbours or Home and Away? I think we should avoid TV. <laughs> I think he's been in enough movies. All right, well, let's let's lock some in. Let's lock in The Dark Knight. All right, we're going to take The Dark Knight. Uh, correct. Okay, okay. And the world is right again. <laughs> uh, Brokeback Mountain? Absolutely. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain. Also correct. Ten yeah, things I had about you. You want to do ten things I had about you? I think that's more like... A Night's Tale or Monster's Ball. Are those the three that we're going through? No, forget about Monster's Ball. Oh, I'm going to love it if Monster Ball's on there. Monster's no. Ball. <laughs> Not Monster Balls. Okay. There was a couple in that one. There are some Monstrous Balls um, on there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, ten things? Yeah, go ten things I had about you. Alright. Also correct. Ooh, four out of four, here we go. Come All on, right. what's it going to be? Hey, do you want to go on Night's Tale? I mean, his mug is all over that poster. Yeah, that poster is just, just him. him. Is there anything else you can think of? The only one, honestly, would be Two Hands. It's, um, I think Monster's Ball is a better chance it's of being It's not there. Monster's Ball. It's not Two Hands. All right, we're going to take a Knight's Tale. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Right <laughs> well done, well done. Swept it. I told you there was a softball, Stacey. Yes, it was. Oh, that is a KO. We've won. Anzac Man. Spirit, we were being generous. <laughs> <laughs> Stacey's actually head of the Killian oh, Murphy right. fan club. She was just playing it dumb. 
All right, for shits and giggles, we'll give you guys a last round anyway. Excellent. Yeah, give us a chance to redeem ourselves a little bit. Oh, we'll be on that, Stacey. Our reputation. <laughs> All right, the last one for you guys is Giovanni Ribisi. Whew. We've just watched him and gone in 60 seconds. I wonder if that would be on Which there. character did he Exactly. <laughs> 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 Literally saw the movie four nights ago. He plays the younger brother. Oh, that guy. Okay. Um, Shit, he's a he's an odd one. I feel like he'd be in Boiler Room because I think he played the main character in that. I feel like maybe Gone in 60 Seconds, but I'm trying to think of other ones for him, but I'm just blanking. Uh, gone in 60 Seconds? No. <laughs> Boiler Room? Yes. Yay. Fuck was he on? Um, uh, my name is Earl or something like that. Uh, I don't know if that. It, uh, he's such a weird little man. Mm. So, <laughs> he's a Scientologist too. It makes him even doubly weird. Can you think of anything else he's in? Me, no. No, I'm not surprised. Uh, is my name is Earl? Is that on there? No. no um, was he in um, one of the Oceans movies? I don't was know. Is that, that guy? No, you're thinking of Scott Kahn. Oh. Oh, I pass. I give up. What's his other one? Okay. What's his so other we three? Have... <laughs> <laughs> we have Saving Private Ryan. Oh, of course. Avatar. Mm. And Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. There's always one. <laughs> All highly popular films. Well, the, the last one's the most highly popular film I've ever heard of. But. Yeah, I was going to say, in fairness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of them is literally the most, well... Yeah, I know, but man, like, do I not remember anything moment. about that film? <laughs> Anywho, that was abysmal. Well, unlucky, guys. <laughs> yes, unlucky. We take round two out in a 7-3 victory, which means we've won Pod Pod 19. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> but we do love to have a little movie draft, so let's just do it anyway, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. What have you guys gone with for the draft? Well, in honour of the fact that we recently had Anzac Day, which is a day of remembrance of soldiers from New Zealand and Australia, we thought we would go with a man that was born in New Zealand, raised in Australia for about 35 minutes at one Oscars. Both countries claimed him as their own. Now neither country wants anything to do with him. It is Russell Crowe. <laughs> ah, yes, the American Russell Crowe. Yes, the very American <laughs> Russell Crowe. <laughs> Uh, okay, Russell Crowe's a good one. There's a, there's a couple of good movies he's been in, some not so good movies. Yeah. Yeah. A couple. <laughs> no, but we uh, we always let our guests decide who wants to go first. Who do you want to go first? We do. Do we? Yeah. Okay, you, you will go first. What do you got, Stace? What are you going to pick? Well, I think we have to go with Gladiator. That's a, one of his bigger movies, and I've actually seen it. I'm Gladiator <laughs> as well. Sam, did you actually consider not going first then? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the tapping into of Stacey under the table, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to Ando before, this is so clearly has such a massive number one and then it does fall away a bit. Oh, yeah. It's a, Don't ruin our draft. It's a free fall off <laughs> a cliff after that. Except for the next yeah. two movies, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll take the first one or the second round pick here. And I'm going to go with LA Confidential. Yep. Fair enough. That was second on our list. And here's where it gets tough. I'm going to take Nice Guys. Ooh. That's a Marmite movie. Well done. Either love it or hate it, but it was on our list. 
I am going to go with the film he actually probably should have won the Oscar for, but he decided to toss a phone at a hotel employee. I'm going to go with A Beautiful Mind. Very good. Uh, Stacey, you're up? Yep. Um, I am going to go with uh, The Insider. Oh, that's a good pick. Good work. Good work. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I am going to take Cinderella Man. Oh, it's an underrated film of his. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I quite like it personally. Yeah. All right, Dean, what are you going with? Uh, no surprises here. I'll take Man of Steel. I'm surprised you didn't pick that earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't come out the gate with that one. I am going to go with one of the most horrendous singing performances I've heard committed to a film. Because <laughs> I know they all wanted to do it live or raw or whatever. I'm going to go with Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Yes. <laughs> all right, and the last pick here for you guys is a collab, so you guys can have a chat about this one. So... Ridley Scott's American Gangster still on the list, mm. and that's a, a like I know you don't know anything about it, but it's a very good film. Um, and then it's like a sort of free fall down to Three Ten to Yuma and Master and Commander and stuff like that. Like they're all, all right films that I feel like American Gangster's <laughs> clear yeah, runaway. I think we should go with that. I'm really disappointed that I don't get a chance. Well, I do get a chance, but I know like how that no one would ever vote for us if I picked the Man with the Iron Fists which is a film directed by <laughs> the, one of the guys out of Wu-Tang, RZA. And, and, yeah, and it's, it's bizarre. Russell Crowe plays probably his most sexual role in that saying something. Yeah. Mm. It's like a, a, a revolving blade kind of thing. I've seen it too. It pulls his knife out and then it turns into like some fan blade thing that he just like eviscerates people with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like, it's a good time if you've turned your brain off. But yeah, aside from that. <laughs> no, I think, we, I think we go with yeah. American Gangster. Yep, it's definitely. great performance from him and old Denzel. So yep, my man, we're taking that. Fantastic pick for what's left. Yeah, and looking at the the list of Russell Crowe films we had here, those were the three that uh, we had as well. So, Dean, the two that I have left here are Master and Commander and 310 to Yuma, and I haven't seen either, so I'll let you take the last pick here. All right, no say, really. Pick the Western film, Dean. You know you want to. (laughs) You love Westerns. (laughs) I actually prefer 310 to Yuma over Master and Commander. Uh, Is it about what you think or what everyone else would think? Well, it's about what everyone else thinks. Yeah, so it's all your opinion is the opposite. Why did you ask for my opinion if you're just going <laughs> to shit all over I it? I wanted to hear what you picked and then pick the opposite. Jesus! Uh, no, in, uh, that was my you know intro to my final answer, which I think has to be, of course, <laughs> Master and the Commander. And then whatever is written underneath that, that absurd title. We'll just stick with Master and Commander. Yes. Fair enough. It's a, I think it was quite an underrated film. Really, it was pretty good, but worth a watch. Yeah, it's uh, you don't. Yeah, it's, you're not really selling me on oh, it. It's, <laughs> it's one of those films that like it's one of those films that you recommend, and then you just get like a message from someone at like nine thirty at night, like, "What the fuck did you waste my life for?" <laughs> it's just like, "Well, okay, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the teams here. We have. Oh, I'll start with you guys. You guys have Gladiator, A Beautiful Mind, The Insider. Les Miserables and American Gangster and we have LA Confidential The Nice Guys Cinderella Man Man of Steel and Master and Commander couple of, couple of good uh, top heavy drafts I say here yeah I reckon you got Nick from Epic Film Guys uh, pick for this one like by just by simply by picking Man of Steel he absolutely yeah, loves it. Just, just for Man of Steel we've won that yeah, one yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much no, but decent list apiece uh, gonna be interesting to see who wins this one or who wins the, the draft <laughs> yeah yeah not the draft <laughs> 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 
And that's going to do it for this Pod V Pod. Thank you very much, Sam and Stacey. It's been another rip-roaring time. <laughs> for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we do this. Yeah. <laughs> I take back every insult I threw at you, Billy Dunham. I am so sorry about everything I said about you, how poor your, how poor your quiz skills are. I have nothing but utmost respect and sympathy for you now, Billy. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's just totally luck of the draw. Like, believe it or not, I have watched movies before and I do know some things. But I'm going to choose not. Not I'm today. Choose- no, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, once again, thank you very much, guys. Where can the listeners find you? They can find us everywhere. Search Movie Reviews in on your favourite podcast app and we'll probably be on there. But, yeah, the full name's Movie Reviews and 20Qs. Uh, hunt us out. We put out a show every week. Typically range 45 minutes to an hour long. And uh, yeah, we're going to have an upcoming episode on The Dark Knight with these two wonderful, wonderful fellows that can get stuffed at the moment because they beat no, us. Stop but. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic podcast you guys run. Even when we're not on it, it is an absolute blast. Every episode, hilarious and love every minute of it. Oh, thanks, mate. Okay, that's going to do it for today. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, yeah. Cheer. See ya. All right, now it's time for... That's my question! The question, jerk! where we asked you guys, what is your favourite film of 1975? Uh, let's take a look at a couple of responses here. First one from Gidget Von LaRue, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Next up from We Watched a Thing, a really great year, but it's hard not to say Jaws. Two guys on Friday podcast also say Jaws. From the Via VHS podcast, I don't want to say Jaws because it's so predictable, but it really is Jaws. Any other year it would have been one flew over the cuckoo's nest, hands down. Barry Lyndon, also solid. Fair enough. Always bet on geek, said tied for three. Rocky Horror Picture Show, Holy Grail, and Jaws. Paul at the Countdown Podcast says, well, duh, Jaws. Absolutely. Jack from the Tom Hanks Defence Force says, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Seems to be a couple of couple of answers here, and only a couple of answers. Yeah, really, it's just Jaws with a, a side of cuckoo. Here we go, one from Leslie Davis. They have the reincarnation of Peter Proud. Starring Margot Kidder. Nice. Mm, interesting. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> I haven't either. And our last one here from Rob Manafield. For me, it's Jaws, without a shadow of a doubt. From its incredible opening sequence to its intense finale, the whole film is a wonderful rollercoaster ride. Plus, John Williams' score is just iconic. And let's head over to our Facebook page from my lovely mum, Karen. (laughs) What? Haven't haven't you banned her yet? (laughs) Well, her last one was Valentine's Day. Let's see what she's got here. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean... Can't go wrong with some of these top tier 1975 films. Have you seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I absolutely have. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to come up back to? Well, I was going to ask what you think, but maybe it's on your top five, so we'll wait for that. Next up from Rob Whitelaw, definitely Jaws. Deepak Patel, a regular Facebook contributor, says the man who would be king. Haven't seen it. No, me neither. Lastly on Facebook from Josephine Olnitz, Jaws. Always Jaws. And let's head over to our Patreon for our lovely, lovely patrons. Ben Mulverhill says a great year and a tough choice, but One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is my favourite. Dan Brennick says Jaws. And Chris Beardsall says without a doubt, it's Jaws. I notice you've been a little silent every time the Jaws has been mentioned. Can't wait to do Jaws in a breakdown. Well, I did put up a poll on Twitter. Let's see what the results we got here. 9% went for Barry Lyndon. 24% went for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 25% went for Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And the big winner, 42%. You guessed it. It's Jaws. But enough of everyone else's opinion. Let's get to our opinion, I, Dean. I think 9% for Barry Lyndon isn't bad, considering probably 9% of those uh, voters have actually seen Barry Lyndon. Are you throwing shade at Barry Lyndon? No, I'm throwing shade at people not having seen Barry Lyndon. Are you saying that the people who didn't pick Barry Lyndon are the people who haven't seen it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's do it, Dean. Our top five films of 1975. All right, as always, we'll start it off with you, mate. What is your number five? Jaws. <laughs> I think I've only seen five movies that year. <laughs> Man, so we can't even tell if it's his, like if it's uh. good from him. <laughs> I have an idea, though. Uh, I'm sure you do. All right, what's your number five? My number five is the aforementioned Barry Lyndon. You sad, sad little man. My number four is Monty Python's Holy Grail. Is that different to Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Really? You're going to be that guy? Yeah, I just did. All right, then. Well, I think this one's going to be a little bit higher up on your list. My number four is Dog Day Afternoon. My number three is Barry Lyndon. Okie doke. My number three is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. My number two is Dog Day Afternoon. Okie doke. I think I know what your number one is. Obviously. Well, my number two is one, Pull Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ah, a very worthy top tier movie of the year, Mm because that is my number one. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I don't think that's a bad opinion at all. Good. Well, my number one is Jaws. Speaking of bad opinions. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you finally say it when I say it, but everyone else is coming going, Jaws, 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 Jaws. Is entitled to their opinion. But not me. Not you. <laughs> All right, for next week's question of the week, since we're doing Hutchy, a dog's tail. You're welcome. Seem pretty appropriate to go, what is your favourite dog movie? Now, we're talking about movies that have a dog as a central character to the story, if you didn't understand that already, because Dean seems a little bit uh, confused as to what this means. I'm not confused at all. You were the one asking if as good as it gets was a what? dog movie. <laughs> like, so mate, full just, of shit. Just because there's a dog in it oh, doesn't make man. it a dog movie. You're so full of shit. Next you'll be saying there's something about Mary as a dog movie. <laughs> there's this tournament. Let the tournament begin! All right, Dean, it's time for the grand final results of the best 1960s film tournament. We had the number one seed, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, against the number two seed, Psycho. And I guess you could say it's an upset based off the seeds because Psycho wins with a 68% victory. God, I thought you were saying... The... I tried to psych you out a bit there. A little bit. Yeah, no. Psycho, what percent? 68. Okay. Probably would have thought it would have gone higher, but uh, no, well done, Psycho. A worthy decade winner, no doubt. Yes. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into the 70s. Yes, well, Psycho moves into the, the eight decade winners, along with 12 Angry Men and Casablanca. So three pretty iconic films there. They're classics. Now, as this is the end of the 1960s bracket tournament, it is time for us to give each other a movie since we had the exact same bracket, so we technically lose. Well, there was no winner, so we're going to punish each other here. Yeah, so just one film that we have the next two weeks to watch, so... Dean, what do you got for me? I'm going to go with a film that I watched recently that I think you recommended to me. I absolutely loved it, and I don't know why you haven't seen it it yet. Can I say it? (sighs) If you want. Start up. Yes. How have you not watched that? I was waiting for you to do this. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) go and watch Start Up. It's fantastic. I really want to know what you think of it. Cool. Awesome. Well, I had two options that I was going to give you. Both of them were films I hadn't seen before, both on my watch list. I've heard great stuff about both of them. I feel like I'm going to go with this one because I've heard a lot more recent stuff about it from a couple of different podcasts I listened to, uh, most notably from Jay Ledbetter uh, a little while ago. He mentioned it on the Insession Film Podcast. And I guess you're going to treat it maybe as a negative, which is going to kind of be like a fuck you to you for giving me The Hobbit as well. So I'm going to go with Mishima, A Life 
in four chapters. Never heard of it. It's directed by Paul Schrader from 1985. Okay. Why is it, why would I say this is negative? Because it's two hours long. It's Japanese. Paul Schrader, is he the guy that wrote Taxi Driver? Yeah, and the guy who did First Reformed last year. Why would I think this is negative? Because you like to look at some of these films, especially if it's funny, like, oh, why'd you give me this? What? Yeah. Do you not remember how great Train to Busan was? And your reaction when I told you what it was? was joy. Oh, yeah, no, pure joy. Joy. No, but this is... Very highly regarded. It's got a 4.2 on Letterbox. It's sitting at a 7.9 on IMDb. So Sounds great. Yeah, I really, I want to see it, but I want to get your opinion first. But yes, like you mentioned, the uh, 1970s is our next tournament. We have 19 movies in the top 250 that are up for grabs. So let's take a look at those movies now. And the 19th seed is The Exorcist. 18th? <laughs> Come on. The 18th seed is Jaws. Did you think it wasn't on there? I mean, one can hope, I guess. Is it, are you okay with it being at the 18th seed out of all this? Sure. Well, number 17 is Barry Lyndon. Okay. No, number 16. <laughs> you got the good one. Another classic, uh, Rocky. What about number 15, Life of Brian? Classic movie. 14, Network. What about the 13th seed, Ooh, Stalker? Stalker. I haven't seen it. Have you? I have seen it. Is it good? We'll get to my opinions next time. Number 12, here's a good movie, The Deer Hunter. What about seed number 11, Chinatown? Mm. Number 10, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Man, all these movies. Some of these movies, I'm telling you. It's gonna be, this is going to be a good match. Seed 9, The Sting. Seed 8, Taxi Driver. What about seed number 7, A Clockwork Orange? Mm. Number 6 is Alien. How about number 5, Apocalypse Now? Oh, number 4, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. And that's the fourth seed. Fourth. That is crazy. Because number three is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's right. Number two, Godfather Part Two. And the number one seed for the 1970s bracket tournament is The Godfather. Wow. What what a the, what's the likelihood that if we get to the one and two seed at the end? The Godfather versus The Godfather Part Two. I mean, I'll, just quickly looking at this, I would say Star Wars is probably, would probably be the front runner to upset it, but it's probably. It's got a decent shot. What do you think? I think I agree with you. I think I think a new hope has a has a good chance to make it to the finals and, and throw an upset there. But I, I'm I can't like you. I cannot wait for this 1970s yeah. tournament. It's going to be great. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Give you a couple of promos from some more awesome podcasts out there, and we'll be back on the other side. Well, what else have we been watching? Have you ever wondered which movie franchise is best and why? Or why Eric Matthews is the most interesting character on Boy Meets World? Or even how a small town in upstate New York became a hotbed for strange and paranormal activity? Then tune in to a podcast about something as I dig into these subjects and more every Monday with help from a special guest. And stay tuned for a podcast about football where every week of the NFL season we round up the previous week's action and make can't-miss picks against the spread for the following week. After you listen, give us a rating and review. And for more great content, visit our website, apodcastaboutsomething.com, and follow us on Twitter at APA Something. Hey, listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you all for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie-related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show to get our name out there, and there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. You know, let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and another personal favourite of mine, CastBox. 
And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can contact us on Twitter at twitter.com slash imdbjourney, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdbjourney, or you can email us at imdbjourney at gmail.com. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. Or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more, why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show, breaking down films not on the IMDb Top 250 list. Yeah, that's right. What have we got coming up this week, Kendo? Well, Dean, we're into our final film in our X-Men film series, and that is Deadpool 2. Yeah, interesting to see how that holds up after our thoughts on Deadpool 1. I'm also, if I'm being honest, kind of glad to see the back of this X-Men franchise, so keen to get this one out of the way. Yeah, I mean, the X-Men film series is quite long, so... We want to be getting into a couple more different yeah, movies. Time just, for something fresh. I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our patrons, Chris Beardsell. He didn't get his review in for Monty Python and the Holy Grail in time last week, and it's a, it's a he's put up a decent uh, review here. So I just want to give it a quick readout. This might be blasphemy for me to say, but I'm not a Monty Python fan. I respect their place in the history of comedy, but their style just doesn't work for me. Holy Grail has its moments of brilliance, but for me, they're few and far between. My excellent scene would be the shockingly violent rabbit attacks. It gets me every time. Sorry, Hendo, as this is clearly a personal favourite of yours, but this might be my second least favourite film on the journey so far. Ben Hur still being number one least liked. What do you think of that, Dean? A man after my own heart. (laughs) (laughs) Now, thank you for your review there, Chris. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeah. All right, before we get into what else we've been watching, please just remember we will not be spoiling any of these films we talk about, so have no fear. And with that being said, let's get into... The Good. The bad. All right, Dean, what is your magic number for this fortnight? Well, I'm in the double digits on this one. Wow, that's commitment. Yes, I'm on 10. 10. What about you? Have I'm you impressed. doubled I'm it? I'm impressed with your 10. Have you doubled it? No, I got 18. Oh, good. Yeah, so we'll start with me, as usual. Please do. My number 18 film is What Men Want. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it. What do you think? Well, it's my number. Oh, stand out. <laughs> So good. <laughs> so good. I had 18 stellar films. No, the the weird thing is with this film is I go and I put down what I think is good and what I think is bad. And as I was going through it, I'm like, I looked at the good and I'm like, I'll get back to that. I'll put down my bad and then I'll move on. And I got back to it and I looked at it and I stared at the, the, the word good. And I'm like, honestly, I can't think of anything that stands out as good in this film. Quite the insult. This is supposed to be a comedy overall. Oh, is it? Yes. I couldn't tell from the poster whether it was a horror or not. Well, the poster we've got here is a woman holding two balls. So for a man, it probably could be kind of horrific. That's what I'm saying. But the bad I picked up on here is that I did not laugh once in this film. For a comedy, it's, it's you know, pretty much blasphemy. It's an indictment. Yeah. So I give it one and a half. Okay. Okay, we have a review here from Carolina. What men want is exactly what I thought it would be. Just a film to have lots of laughs and a good time. If only. Yes. I wish. 
But moving on to my number 17 film, which is a new Netflix film, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you have been witness to the unspeakable horrors of the defendant's heinous crimes. You have seen ghastly injuries, smashed in faces, broken jaws. Will the defendant please rise? For years, I've carried this guilt that I'm to blame for everything. <laughs> if only I hadn't trusted you. I promise you'll never leave me, Liz. It's about another missing girl, isn't it? Did, did you do it? No. Yeah. Okay, this is sixth on my list. Six. Okay. I can't tell if that's a good or a bad thing yeah, in your list. You can't. Well, this this is obviously quite very low on my list. Uh, let's go with the good here. I think Lily Collins is a massive, massive standout. She puts in a pretty solid performance amongst all these other characters, conveying the the confliction of her love for Ted Bundy. Yeah, and no, and her subtle realization. She knows she knows what this who this man is. She doesn't want to accept it, and she puts on a really good performance in portraying that. Nice. The good for me, uh, without spoiling, is probably the last real scene of the movie. Um, I won't say any more than that, but I thought that was a really strong scene. Mm-hmm. Also, the end credits show like the like the real life stuff. Yeah. Well, with most of those retelling yeah. of true stories, they go back and they show you that. So stuff. it's not it's not original or particularly great. It's just I felt like I got more out of those two minutes there than I did from the rest of the movie. Leads me on to my bad. I go in, I'm not American, obviously. I don't know much about Ted Bundy. I know he's a notorious serial killer. I didn't get anything I wanted from this movie. I didn't get the side of him being a serial killer at all. You just, there's, most of the movie, he's just playing happy families. And it's it was so disappointing for me. I think the, the portrayal they were trying to go with Ted Bundy is the perception from the public. He was this... You know, good-looking, kind-hearted, smiling kind of man. Yeah, and you can do that to a point, but we need to see the other stuff. Yeah, they could have incorporated it uh, even through flashbacks, which I wouldn't have preferred, but I would have preferred we saw it as it happened chronologically. Like I just him- feel like it's so generic. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just beat for beat. This is what happened. This is the story of Ted Bundy all the way to the court case and the, and the verdict. It's just not interesting. I just found it boring. And it shouldn't be. No, no. Where's where's the, like, what a waste of a movie. Where's the brutality? Where's the insane, like, mind of a serial killer? You don't see it here. Yeah, I completely agree. I wish they'd taken this in a different route. And, yeah, very disappointing. Two stars. Yeah, two stars for me too. Oh, two stars at number six. Yeah, I know. It was was rough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on to my number 16. And I don't know how you're going to take this one. It's a film, a very, very iconic film from the late 90s that I'd finally watched. It's in the genre that I'm not a big fan of. I'm talking about The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, okay. I think this is probably of the time. Uh, That is exactly my point here. I'll, I'll quickly say the good. It does a really good job of making it look real. Like, if you didn't know this was fake, you would be very convinced that this was a, this was a you know, found footage. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Do I know what you're talking about? I've seen it. But the thing you've got to realise is when it came out, like, there wasn't other found footage yeah. movies. Kudos for being the first of its kind and essentially creating its own genre like of found I, footage. I horror. saw this when I was probably 12 years old. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. The marketing for it was fantastic. No one knew what it was. Mm-hmm. There's some really great moments. I would never go back and watch it. I actually think I tried 
um, probably over 10 years ago now, to rewatch it. And I was so bored in the first 10 minutes, I turned it off. And that's okay. Like, the movie came out for its time and it nailed it. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's definitely what my negative is here. That For me now, this genre of film is very stale and yeah. old now. And this is what it feels like to me. Like, this is the first of its kind, yes, but I've seen so many more after this, and now I'm going back to it, and it's, it just looks like and feels like those other, those other films. Yeah. And the three leads, the three people, they are so gratingly annoying. I'm watching going, shut up. I, do, I don't care what happens to any of you. Very frustrating. So, yeah, it's a two-star film for me. Okay. Yeah. I've, if I had to rate it, I have no idea what I would give it. Which is interesting because this is the first of its kind in this found footage genre. Yet, there's another found footage genre film that I watched in the last fortnight that is so much better than this, which we'll get to later on. Yep. Okay, we got a review here on Facebook from Rob Manafield. Considering it was made on only about 50 bucks, might be a dollar or two out either side, it's an innovative mockumentary which was genuinely terrifying to 11-year-old me when I watched it the first time back in the day. And one on Twitter from Mutala Nebula. I went to see Blair Witch opening weekend without knowing what it was. I don't know why I chose it, but holy crap did it scare me. I sped home and couldn't get into my house fast enough. I have never been so scared by a movie that the first time I saw it. Amazing. Again... Product of yeah, its time. exactly. Yeah. All right, my number 15 film is a Netflix film yet again, uh, The Last Summer. Never heard of it. Oh, is this one of those, like, uh, teen drama romance things? Absolutely. Is it good? Did the wife like it? <laughs> well, actually, I watched it by myself. <laughs> now, the good for this film for me is that some of the chemistry between these revolving characters of couples is pretty decent. Like, there's... It's basically about a bunch of kids from school who are doing their last summer before they head off to university and they split up. And there's a- like Al as old as time. Hmm, there's a lot of different uh, couples that are going through their problems. And some of those couples are pretty decent. Like their, their chemistry and their relationships work pretty well. The bad for this movie is there is a lot going on in this movie, but nothing really happens. So overall for me, it is, it is another two-star film. Fair enough. Which moves me on to my number 14, which is Escape Room. Have you heard of this one? Oh, I think I have heard of it. It's pretty recent, isn't it? It is very recent. The yeah. 2019 film, kind of like a Saw movie, but it's done in that <sighs> style of escape rooms. Okay. Yeah. Good. The good for me with this film is some of the rooms they have set up are pretty interesting. The traps that they have going are pretty good and the ways to get out, it's, it's kind of smart. Have you done this an escape room? I have done an escape room. Was uh, it good? Well, I lived- Hendo, hendo, hendo. It's not even my worst one today. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the bad for this film is that the acting is absolutely horrendous and the ending is absolute blur. Just ruined it. So drops it down to a two star. Probably might have given it a three star if the ending nailed it. But it yeah. didn't and it drops it to a two. Okay. Which moves me on to my number 13, which is The One. Ah, Jet Li. <laughs> Jet Li. You know Jet Li, Isn't it like 88 minutes or something stupid? Very small, yeah. I've never seen it. The good for me with this film is that the action and the soundtrack is like vintage early 2000s. Like you could tell it's a product of its time. There's a lot of um, uh, like Ramstein kind of um, system of a down music and the action is just it's so heavily into CGI, like around the Matrix time as well. It just it made me laugh. I'm like, go on. This is This is – this is the typical early 2000s film. The bad for me is it is an early 2000s action film with Jet Li. I felt like if I was going to give it a three, that was going to be its peak. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two and a half. Fair enough. And as usual, going back to me again, number 12, 1931's Frankenstein. What made you watch that film? Short. Oh, how short? About an hour and a half, maybe a little bit under. Okay. Is yeah. it scary? No. Is it meant to be? 
I think for its time, it was meant to be scary. Uh, it does a great job of getting a great character in Frankenstein's monster, who actually feels some real sympathy for, despite him doing some pretty shocking stuff in this film. The bad for me is every other character is absolutely nothing. Is there many other characters? There's Frankenstein. There's Igor. Oh, Frank's- Frankenstein isn't good. No, like the character is just nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I just didn't feel anything for their, their plights and what they were doing. Igor, eh? Igor. Yeah. So I'll give it a three star. Okay. So you'd recommend it? Yeah, I would. If anything, just to have that nostalgia that I, you know, you've gone and seen 1931's Frankenstein, like a staple of classic cinema. Horror, yeah. Yeah, classic horror too. All right, heading into my number 11. We'll get to you soon, Dean. We're pretty close. My number 11 is Fighting With My Family. Ah, I saw that one too. If I call your name, that means you'll be coming with me to Florida. Paige. Thank you all very much. To take my brother. No one deserves this more than Zach. I wish you the best, son. But this is the end of the line for you. Do you know what it's like to want one thing in life? And then your own sister takes it away from you. It was my dream, too. I have no idea who I'm supposed to be out there. You're not just doing this for you, you're doing it for the family. All right, why don't you tell me what you thought of it? Well, I have it at number five on my list. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, the good for me, I actually think the actress playing Paige is top-notch. I thought she was really, really great and yeah. really held the film together for me. Like, she did have a lot of charisma, which, considering the cast around her, minus The Rock and Vince Vaughn, who... I mean, The Rock is good. He's in, like, two scenes, though. He's basically a cameo. And Vince Vaughn's pretty good. But- a fan of Nick Frost? <sighs> Lena Headey? Nah, they- I didn't think they were great, no. Okay. Uh, the good for me is that it's not just the story about Paige, but it's also the conflicting path of her brother, too. I liked how they give that... See, path- I didn't like that. I didn't like the brother at all. Uh, not so much the, about the brother himself, but the, the conflicting developments of where both characters go in their past. My bad is the brother annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> Stop moping around for an entire film. Cheer up, mate. Gets old real quick. <laughs> well, we have a different opinion on that one, don't we? Uh, the bad for me is that the main story is really just this generic sports uplifting story and offers nothing new to that sort of genre. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, personally, I give it three stars. Yeah, I do too. Three stars. Okay. I also put up a Twitter poll for this, trying to get a gauge of what most people think. Uh, We got 8% went for a fantastic five star, 9% went for a bad, a two star or one star, 25% went for a great for a four star, and 58% went for a three star good. So, yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. All right. We'll bring it over to you, mate. What's your worst film you've seen in the last fortnight? You're number 10. My number 10 is Drunk Parents. I am avoiding this one like the plague. Oh, you should watch it. It's really I good. I saw this poster. It says drunk parents and it has a weird looking Alec Baldwin holding Salma Hayek, I believe. I'm like, you know what? Nah. Okay, the good. Alec Baldwin's in it. All right. <laughs> the bad. It is poorly written. It's unfunny. It's offensively bad. Whoever thought this was a good idea, Salma Hayek is married to a billionaire in real life. I'm sorry. Can you tell me what the film's about? All I know is that it says drunk parents. Are these the drunk parents? Yeah, they're the drunk parents. Where's the kids? Uh, the kids at college, and they're trying to stay afloat financially because they're having money troubles and to alcoholism, and they get drunk. I mean, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even think the drunk part is like a huge plot point either. It's an odd title for this film. Yeah, I still don't know what the story's about. What do they do? They're trying to hide their financial woes from their uh, university or college student who's coming back shortly. Okay. Yeah, don't wow. overthink it. It is a terrible, terrible movie. Uh, one star. Hard to get through, honestly. I'll take your word for it. Well, my number 10, 
I just spoke about 1931's Frankenstein earlier. Now I'm talking about 1974's Young Frankenstein, the comedy parody Mel Brooks film starring Gene Wilder and Peter Boyle, the iconic comedy. Have you heard of this film? You yeah, look, you yeah. Look, you're acting like no, I've no heard idea. it. I'm just trying to think of how to word. I'm not sure I've ever seen a funny Mel Brooks film. That counts as blasphemy in, in some cultures around the world. It's just not my thing. Well, I mean, you obviously recommend it because you gave the last yeah. movie three stars, so you obviously like it. Well, it does take the Frankenstein story and adds in some pretty great humour while also keeping that sympathy for the Frankenstein's monster. But. The bad is, as with most parody movies, if you haven't really seen anything related to Frankenstein, a lot of the jokes are going to go over your head. Did you watch this after Frankenstein? I did, and, okay. that, and that was deliberate. Like, I thought, this is the perfect time to watch this because now I have this fresh in my mind, and that's probably why I give it a three and a half is because I got a lot of the jokes. I had three a, and a half? I, really? Maybe if I hadn't watched Frankenstein, might have been a three, might have been a two and a half. I'm not too sure. But I got a lot of the jokes I was going for because I just watched Frankenstein. So okay. I'd say if you're going to watch this, go the, go the duo. Go Frankenstein and Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. They're both short films. Why not? Speaking of short films, I watched Guava Island. Now, can this be classified as a film? I don't know. How long does it go for? It goes for less than an hour, doesn't it? Maybe uh, an hour? It's pretty It's pretty low. What is this? Yeah, it's about Donald Glover. Uh, he's on an island with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like- Is it Guava of, Island? There's a lot of like folk Ignore sort of lore going on. But I mean, the story is really pointless. Okay. It's really just an excuse for Donald Glover to sing and dance and play guitar. The good. It's simple. Very simple. (laughs) (laughs) Easy to follow message. Simple Dean loves his simple movies. (laughs) With some charismatic dancing from Childish Gambino. So Donald Glover goes by this Childish Gambino moniker for his music career, I guess. I've seen a lot of things like a couple of- clips pop up on YouTube about Childish Gambino, and I've never watched any of it. I have no idea what this is, who, what's going on here, so I have no knowledge of any of this stuff. Yeah, well, the bad, it's really pointless. feels a lot like a bunch of music videos put together, and the film generally lacked any momentum for me. Overall, at least it only goes for an hour, one and a half stars. So I'm not too interested in seeing that, but I am interested in seeing uh, Beyonce's Homecoming that's on Netflix. Yeah, I saw on one of your letterbox lists that it's, is it the highest rated film currently of the year? Yes, it is. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'll be, be checking that out soon. Hmm. Is it getting a cinematic release and everything? No idea. It's a Netflix film, so no. Okay. All right, that brings me to my number nine, which is The Kid Who Would Be King. You heard of this one? Yes. Yeah? That's it, though. Of oh, the title, you don't know what it's about? No. Nah. Well, I'll sum it up in a quick short one here. It's basically a retelling of The Sword and the Stone with, this, you know, Sir Lancelot and, you know, Camelot and, yeah, <laughs> King Arthur, yeah. Is that why you watched it? Because he just did The Holy Grail? No, I watched it because it's a 2019 film and it's just come out and I wanted to check it out. The good for me is it's a pretty decent and fresh take on the Sword and the Stone story. Can't be fresher than the Holy Grail. Am I right, Hendo? I don't know what you're implying there. Anyway, this gave it more of an original feel, which is a pretty much, it is a retelling of a pretty classic story. It doesn't feel like that, though. It has such an original take on it. It feels like its own movie. You know what the best telling of this story is? The Sword and the Stone. The animated one? Madame Mim. <laughs> See, you're laughing, but I haven't seen it. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually. The bad for me about this film is I can't remember anything about the villain. Incredibly forgetful villain, which is a disappointment, but it gets a three and a half from me. Does the villain turn into various I just animals? said I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> That's what you do. You focus on the one thing I say and you try and <laughs> twat. 
Oh, uh, I put a poll up on Twitter again about this, and we got 15% for bad, 15% for fantastic, 30% for good, and 40% for a four-star great. Wow, that's yeah. high. Yes, it is. All right, mate, you're number eight. What do you got for us? Perfect date. Ah, uh, yeah, I watched that last time. You did. Yeah. You did. So the good for me, it reminded me of Can't Buy Me Love. Hmm. Refresh my memory. Of what? The movie Can't Buy Me Love. You don't know what that is? Is that the Beatles? Is that a Beatles movie? It's a Beatles song. It's not a Beatles movie. Okay. Uh, Patrick Dempsey. That's That narrows it to like 10. He mows lawns. Five. He's a loser who like- Three. Pays the hot girl to be his girlfriend. Nah, you lost me. Have you never seen Can't Buy Me Love? Yeah, I just said that. Well, you are missing out. But back to Perfect Date. The bad, this is just such a dumb, basic movie. You know how the entire movie is going to go from the start. And for a movie that is just over 90 minutes, it drags so much. Yeah. I don't remember your review at all. Did you like it? No. No. I found myself just waiting for the characters to realise what I already knew from the beginning of the film. So many cliches, lacked any heart, any believable performances. One and a half for me. Ah, Okay, fair enough. That makes total sense. All right, well, my number eight is the first film that the patrons gave me this week to watch, The Night of the Hunter. Okay. Heard of this film? No. It's a classic 1955 film. Is it a horror? Uh, More of a thriller. So in the deep south, a serial killing preacher hunts two young children who know the whereabouts of a stash of money. And the good for me is Robert Mitchum. The main guy, Harry Powell, oh, he puts in a chilling performance. It is fantastic. He is on point in this film. Every time he's on screen, you just you don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's so nerve-wracking. It's great. The bad for me is that I, I really didn't like how it ended. I wish they went a different route with you know the direction they took, and it really kind of killed it a little bit. But I still give it three and a half stars. It is a pretty solid film. Very good. On to your number seven, mate. My number seven is a movie I just finished before coming over here. It's Lego Movie 2. Ah, you hadn't seen it, have you? No, I had not. What would you think of it? Terrible. Not good? Nah, it's not good. Yeah. I don't know why you liked it so much. It's what's good about this film. There's some funny jokes in it. There is. Mm-hmm. The opening scene with the Duplo I thought was pretty amusing, mm-hmm. but it's so much longer than it needs to be. There's so I felt like they were just meandering along. There's plot twists that just don't feel earned. I didn't like it. I give it two stars. Okay. No problems at all. My number seven, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, classic. Classic. Watched one, it for the first time finally. Yeah, one that I haven't seen. Well, I recommend you check it out. Uh, good for me is that there's a lot of characters, yet they all get decent screen time and we feel like we've known them all by the end. Like There's no one that's left behind. There's a perfect amount of screen time. It, it fits really well with these people. I thought the good might have been Phoebe Cates. That just goes without saying. The bad for me is that the soundtrack, I wasn't a fan of the soundtrack in this film. There is, I'm pretty sure there's a song they repeat like four times and I'm like, can you just stop this song? Like it's, it Can't Buy Me Love by the Beatles? No. <laughs> Maybe that's why I had it on the brain. No, I think the, the the soundtrack got kind of annoying throughout the film. But overall, three and a half stars. Solid film. Okay. Uh, you already said you're number six? I did. Ted Bundy. What? I don't think it's called Ted Bundy. Well, extremely wicked, shockingly vile, and evil. Pretty sure it's shockingly evil and vile. You, you know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. What is it? Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Very good. Now I know what you're talking about. Well, my number six is The Final Girls. Have you heard of this one? No. 
Is this new? No. 2015. Oh. No, it's a story about a young woman who grieves the loss of her mother, who was a famous scream queen from the 1980s, and finds herself pulled into the world of her mum's most famous movie. Reunited, the woman and her daughter must fight off the film's maniacal killer. So it's basically uh, a parody of the horror tropes. They get lo- they get thrown into this sort of Friday the 13th style film where there's you know there's a character who knows all the horror tropes and, and they can anticipate everything. And that's the good thing about this film for me. It puts on a very interesting and comedic spin on the horror tropes. Give you know I'm not Sounds a- just like scary movie. No, no, no. It's not like scary movie. This is actually taking itself a little bit more serious. Like Scream. No, no. It's no no. Watch it. You don't even know I'm telling you. Check it out. It's it's not like Scream at all. I think the difference between this and Scream as well is that this has actually got some pretty touching moments. Like the characters get fully fleshed out and developed. This relationship between this daughter and this this mum, it's not really a mum though, it's just the character in the film. Oh, you mean the character in the film within yeah. the film? Yeah. I thought you were explaining to me that the actors no, 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 no. aren't actually related. No. No, I, I think that the the chemistry and the relationship between these two is very touching and it, and it makes for a more enjoyable film. The bad for me is Adam Devine. I, I can't stand this guy at the best of times. In this film, he is gratingly annoying. You liked him in that D'Addario film? Yeah, I said I like. don't really like him at the best of times, and that's a three-star film. In here, he is so over the top. You said good stuff about him in that film. He's okay in that film. And that's probably his best performance. In this, he is just oh, so annoying. So annoying. Three and a half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Your number five, I believe you've said this. Yes, fighting with family. Your, fa- your family? What is, it, what is it? Fighting with my family? That's right. Yeah. Well, my number five is the third of the Evil Dead trilogy, Army of Darkness. How was it? Good. Clearly. I liked it. It's really good. The good for me, Bruce Campbell again. He's still at his wacky goodness. But also, the practical effects are pretty decent in this film for a 1992 film. The bad for me is that it gets a bit too goofy at times, and the ending felt super tacked on, like they just they'd finished off the film, they didn't know how to end it properly, and they they filmed this non sequitur portion of the film that had nothing to do with the rest of it. So overall, it gets a three and a half from me. All right, here's a review from the cinema guys. Army of Darkness is one of the best horror comedies ever made, full of great one-liners and quotable moments. Thanks, Brad. All right, mate, on to your number four. All right, I'm going to skip my number four and go straight to my number three, which why? Is- how dare you? What are you doing? You're ruining. You're ruining <laughs> the flow. Which is fire. Now, I hadn't seen the fire docos that you saw some time ago now. A couple of months, yeah. Yeah. So, for me, the good for me is just this great, unbelievable story that really that really puts you in the shoes of so many different people involved in creating and ultimately attending this disaster of a music festival. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really effective with how it did that. The bad for me, honestly, not too much. I'd didn't really buy this Billy McFarlane as this super charismatic guy that would actually be able to swindle so many people. It just didn't come across for me as much as I thought it would have. Overall, though, fascinating documentary, three and a half stars. Now, my number four is the follow-on, or the, I'm not sure what order they just came Just a, di- a different doco. Different doco on the same topic, Fire Fraud, which I watched basically immediately after. The good for me, I felt like this one actually we did get a better look into Billy and yeah. who he is. Well, this one has yeah an actual sit-down interview with him. Yeah, and including his like silly girlfriend who I'm not even sure was in the other documentary. Mm. 
Still a crazy story. The bad for me, the start of this doco was not chronological and it really didn't offer enough info on the earlier parts of forming this fire festival. I'm really glad I watched the Netflix one first. I thought that was a much better story. Yeah. Like the way it told it for some, I felt like this fire fraud, you really had to know more going into it. Mm -hmm. Now I give them both three and a half, but I think the fire is better than fire fraud. Yeah, I agree. I think fire is better. All right, on to your number four. My number four is boy. Nice. Yeah, boy. Really, really good. Really thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, the good for me overall is it just it feels genuinely real. I I could almost mistake this for a documentary from the eighties. Like these characters, they just feel like actual human beings, and they and they they acted really really well. All of them. It's really good. Go on, give us your best uh, impersonation. Well, my apologies to Sam and Gareth and all them out there. Hey, Chardonnay, check out my Michael Jackson dance moves. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the bad for me is that while it is just consistently solid, there was never a, like a, wow, this is, it tips it over to this is fantastic. This is this moment makes it just excel. Everything was just consistently really, really good. So overall, it gets a four stars from me. Nice. And we have a review here from Boy and, I mean. From Boy. The actual boy? No. Well, it could be a boy. It's uh, Sam from New Rivers Podcast. Shock horror. Boy is amazing. It perfectly encapsulates what growing up in New Zealand in the late 80s was like. And you've already mentioned your number three. I'll mention my number three now. And it is the other film that the patrons gave me to watch, Clue. An absolute travesty that you had not watched this movie already. Well, I made up for it, didn't I? Did you, though? Didn't I? You know how many times I've seen this movie? Six. A lot. More than six. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> I had a VHS tape of this thing, and you would have watched one with three different endings. Yes. Right. My VHS tape cut out between the second- I didn't see, there's what could have happened. I just put. I just kept going with it. No, it like, whoever was recording it off the TV on the VHS mm. did not record properly and stuffed up the ending. So, we never really knew. It just cut to like the awesome. very end- and we were very what? unsure of what had happened. Oh. But very interesting, this movie actually was released in cinemas with the three different endings separate. Yeah. So you wouldn't get, you Say know. different screenings for yeah. different endings. That was really good. How amazing is that? And I'm going to incorporate this into my good because there are some genuine laugh out loud moments I had in this film. But it has that wonderful use of like the board game element with these multiple endings. Yeah. Like because it's Clue, like with, with the board game, the ending is different every single time. And it made perfect sense for this film. I am your singing telegram. The bad for me is when- How could there be a bad? Shut up. How dare you? When Wadsworth is literally explaining the whole movie again and running back and forth from- you know, from room that is to the room. best stuff. No, it started to get annoying. Like, I know what has happened. I've seen all this. Oh. Get to the point where we find out who it is. That's my bad. Four stars. That is a weak bad. Should be five. Number two, mate. What do you got? My number two is a movie I watched because you recommended it to me. That is Paddleton. Nice. Paddleton is, is good. It is good. It is a realistic, touching story with- Irregular leads of two older men and their friendship. There's no romantic element to it, which I thought was, yeah, they could have gone there, but they didn't, which is nice. You can have two old guys who are just super, super close friends. And, man, I broke at the end. It was really, mm -hmm. really sad. Great movie. The bad for me, it was a bit dull in parts. 
and it wasn't about tennis, which I was pretty upset about. But uh, <laughs> overall, well, the movie's not called tennis. I don't know. The post had tennis rackets, doesn't it? Um, overall, four stars for me. Cool, good stuff. Well, my number two is the film I was speaking about in terms of that found footage style of genre, and that is Cloverfield. Really? Yeah. Hadn't seen Cloverfield before. Why do you like Cloverfield so much? I don't know. I, I, the you gr- don't know. Oh, I'm asking. What do you? What was? What did you like about it? It is such an intense movie compared to Blair Witch. This takes that found footage genre to the next level. Like I was watching, I was just engulfed in what I was watching. I thought, the, really? Yeah, Gee, I wouldn't have picked that at all. Nah, from you. I couldn't believe it. I was watching. I'm like I don't don't want to stop watching this. This is. I'm really engaged in the characters that are going here, how they've presented it. I don't know, which is weird because I'm not a big horrorish kind of guy. And this is not made for you at all. And I loved it. It was fantastic. I'm going to put out a bad here. TJ Miller, man, he shits me up. The oh wall. my god. We already talked about this in Deadpool. I, I can't know. stand him. And most of this film is him behind the camera. Going, oh my god. Oh my god. I'm like TJ Miller. Hey, can you shut the fuck up? For that a minute, sounds please? like uh, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> you watching? Go. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> now, so overall, I give this four and a half. Jesus. Okay. Which brings us to our number one films. What a surprise. And, of course, it has to be Avengers Endgame. Yes, it does. Never a doubt. And you can go and hear our in-depth thoughts over on our bonus episode we did a week ago. But, yeah, number one films, four and a half for me. Yeah, I think I think it's four and a half for me. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again this weekend. Didn't you say on the bonus episode you were going to go watch it again? Yeah, well, my kid was naughty, so we punished him. <laughs> um, Did you punish yourself? Well, no, because I'd, I'd rather wait a week than two days. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I'll see it this weekend. But, yeah, number one film. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you very much to Sam and Stacey for another awesome guest spot. Yeah, well done, guys. <laughs> I think <Dean's, laughs> Dean is a little relaxed now. <laughs> nah, oh, I only joke. It's so great having you guys on. We love having you on. You guys are hilarious, so keep up the great work. Yes, and you will be hearing us coming up on their episode of The Dark Knight as well. So next week, we've got Hachi. A dog's tail. A dog's tail. Yes. I mean, I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I've never seen it. It's. I, I don't know what I'm going to think of it. It's. Who knows? A breakdown might make it better, might make it worse. Who knows? It's got to be in this list for a reason, Hendo. Well, Ben Hur's in there. Yeah, but I, I can see why <laughs> Ben Hur would be in there. Now, that's going to be for next week. So thank you very much, listeners. We will see you next week for Hachi, A Dog's Tale. Bye. Bye.